Okay, let's move on to the next ayah and inshallah this matter will be clarified for us. وَخْفِضْ لَهُمَا And lower to them. وَخْفِضْ خَافَضَ To lower. خَافِضَةُ الرَّافِعَةُ The day of judgment will bring down those who are high. So, وَخْفِضْ Lower, bend, go down, bring down. لَهُمَا For them, meaning for both your parents. جَنَاحَ الذُّلْ The wing of humility. What is janah? Janah, wing of a bird, or the side of a person. And the word janah is also used for hand or for arm. Okay? So, your side, your arm, what should you do? Allah says, wakhfid, lower it. Lahuma for them, janah adhul, the wing of humility. What is adhul? Humility. To be humble before someone. So, literally, when you go in front of them, be humble. Show humility. Show them your submissive side. So when you sit in front of them, don't sit arrogantly. When you stand in front of them, don't stand arrogantly. When you speak to them, don't speak arrogantly. Speak with humility so they can talk to you. Otherwise, what will happen? If you're rude with them, if you're tough with them, you're arrogant with them, Will they even be able to talk to you? No. So be extra humble before your parents. And remember, this is all talking about when they're old, when parents have reached old age. So especially when parents age, then be even more humble. Why? Mina rahma, Out of mercy. Come on, don't they deserve mercy? Look at how much they've done for you. And look at the difficulties of life that they are going through. I mean, parents, do they live an easy life? Think about it. A man, what is he doing? Working in a place that he hates, basically. He'd rather be home spending time with his kids. But where is he? Sitting in an office that doesn't even have a window. Sitting in an office which is full of dust. Dealing with a boss that is drunk half the time. Or dealing with problems at work that are extremely annoying. It's not easy to work. It's difficult. Any person who works in the outside world, just go ask them. Do you love your job? Yeah, I like it. However, this and this and this really annoys me. I mean, there are people whose eyesight becomes weak because of the kind of work they do. Whose hands, they become so weak because of the kind of work that they do. Parents, you know, they've been working physically. They've been working. Why? To make money, to bring food to you. To buy clothes for you. To buy treats for you. So have mercy on them. Show mercy to them. And out of that mercy, be humble before them. Don't stand arrogantly in front of them. Don't deal with them as if you're dealing with a two-year-old. وَاخْفِضْ لَهُمَا جَنَاحَ الذُّلِّ مِنَ الرَّحْمَةِ وَقُلْ And say, make dua for them. What dua should you make for them? رَبِّ ارْحَمْهُمَا كَمَا رَبَّيَانِ صَغِيرًا رَبِّ O oh my Lord, Irhamhuma, you have mercy on my parents. Kama, because or just as, Rabbayani, they raised me, Sagira, as small, meaning when I was small, when I was little, they raised me. Now notice over here, what is the dua for? Oh Allah, have mercy on my parents. Earlier, in the same ayah, what was said? Show humility to them out of mercy, meaning, be merciful towards your parents, be compassionate, be kind, be gentle, and also 
ask Allah to be merciful towards your parents. Because your parents, what do they need? Mercy. That's what they need. Because the fact is that no person can be kind to another unless Allah allows him to feel mercy for that individual. Otherwise, there could be a sick person in front of you, an injured person in front of you, but your heart doesn't move. You have no compassion for them. They're dying. They're miserable. But you don't feel anything for them. So, oh Allah, you have mercy on my parents so that I feel mercy for them. Because remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He provides His servants through what? Through means. And, oh Allah, you show mercy to my parents because when Allah will be merciful towards an individual, then their difficulties will be alleviated. Then their sickness will end. Then the problems that they face in life will reduce. So, Rabbir Hamhuma, oh my Lord, you have mercy upon them. And the fact is that no matter how much we do for our parents, can we ever repay them? No, we can never repay them. Remember the incident where a man was, you know, making his mother do hajj, how? On his shoulders. And he was told by one of the companions that you haven't really given your parents back what they deserve from you. You haven't given them their haqq. Not even for one night. Not even for one moan, you know, one scream of agony that your mother made when she was in the pains of labor giving birth to you. So we can never repay our parents. This is why we ask Allah, Oh Allah, you have mercy on them. So that I have sabr in dealing with my parents, and my parents also as they're aging, as they're dealing with their problems, they develop patience also, so that they are good with me. They are tolerant with me. We have a good relationship. Rabbir hamhuma. And why make this dua? That, oh Allah, you have mercy on them. Because Rabbayani sagheer. Oh Allah, they raised me when I was little. Rabbayani is from Rabba, tarbiyah. Rabba is to grow. The word riba is from the same root, interest. Because interest is what grows on top of the initial amount. Alright? And Rabba is to do tarbiyah. What is tarbiyah? To foster, to allow and ensure growth. To allow and ensure growth. To develop something, someone. How? By providing constant nutrition. So what's your goal? To make something grow, to develop it. And how is it that you develop it? By providing it constant nutrition, by looking after it. Now as human beings, as we grow, what do we need? What are we in need of? Any young mothers over here with babies or with toddlers? Hmm? Raise your hand please, quickly. Okay, so when you look after your child, what are you concerned about? Hmm? Their health. Okay, so when it comes to their health, their diet, what they're eating. Have you ever seen a mother feeding a toddler? Anybody? Have you ever seen them feeding children? How is it? Children eat so nicely, so easily. You just give them the food and they will eat. Yeah? A mother will go crazy, literally crazy, trying to feed her child. This is tarbiyah. The pains that a mother goes through to ensure that her child is healthy. And eating good is just one part of being healthy. In addition to eating good, what else is it that you're concerned about? Their exercise. Enough movement. Fresh air. 
So even though the mother wants to take a nap, she will take her child for a walk. She wants to go home and cook and the child wants to be at the park. Really. So their physical growth also. In addition to physical growth, what else? For the mind. And this is why you see parents buying such expensive toys which are good for their for the brain of the child. Right? Reading to a child, showing them books, doing activities with them, literally sitting on the ground and playing with the baby. Why? Because tarbiya, it includes all of this. Health, mind, and also emotionally. Because you want the child to be emotionally strong. So cuddling, hugging, picking them up, literally holding the baby in one arm and cooking with the other. I think it was a blessing that my sister was born when I was in grade 7, so she's 5 now. Because I practically remember everything, like my mom when she was pregnant with my sister and everything, and how much like she used to vomit. And after she was born, and I saw everything. And so when she was a child, it was much easier to feed her. Now, like yesterday, my mom asked me, can you just feed her the lunch? Because I'm going to take a shower. And I'm like, okay, fine, sure, it's just noodles. And I try, it took me literally about an hour to feed the child. And I was just thinking, like, how does my mom do it? And my mom literally has everything scheduled. Like, she has sleep at this time and this time and this time. She can only watch a video for this time because then she'll get tired. And my mom has to literally schedule her life mm-hmm. around my sister's life. Basically, parents lose their life. They lose their life when children come in. A mother doesn't have anything such as me time. No, no, no. You forget about yourself when you have a baby. Because you can't sleep when you want, you cannot get up when you want, you cannot even use the bathroom when you want. Sorry. Nothing like that. I was just thinking the fact that you're actually alive till now. You owe them so much love and respect because I remember learning a toddler when they're young, they can die if they don't have enough love because they will cry and they will cry until their brain and their neurons just shut off and like no one's here to care for me and their body can die out of that emotional deprivation. Um, there's a quote, uh, when it comes to our ibadah, ihsan is the most we can do. When it comes to dealing with parents, ihsan is the least we can do. Amazing. Ihsan is the least we can do when dealing with our parents. Assalamualaikum. I feel like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is focused on um, dealing with our parents with ihsan and the best mannerisms in old age. And the only way to possibly do that is if we've been treating them that way ever since we were young. Mm-hmm. It's only possible to be able to be patient with someone if you are used to that type of behavior. So you have to be patient and humble and you know, obeying your parents since childhood to be able to deal with them in a more difficult age. Yes. And the one thing that will always convince you to be good to your parents is what? They took care of me when I was little. That's it, period. They took care of me when I was little. Because the thing is that as human beings, we need each other. Right? We cannot live on our own. Or can we? Can we survive on our own? No. We are so needy from the moment we are born. For what? For food. For love. Right? For hugs. For kisses. For cuddles. Right? We are so needy. For so many things. I mean, when is it that a child can independently use the bathroom? Independently. Seven maybe? That they can go to the bathroom and wash themselves and you know, 
take care of their issues themselves and the mother doesn't have to come in or the father doesn't have to come in. Think about it. For seven years, you're wiping somebody, cleaning them. Isn't that enough of ihsan? Think about it. If somebody prepares food for us for three days because we were sick and they bring it to us, we feel like, oh my God, they've done so much for me. How can I ever repay them? You know, your mom cooked for you every day. And she fed you every day, not just once but multiple times. How can you ever repay your mother? If somebody gives us a gift of a thousand dollars, we'd be like, oh my God. Even if I disagree with them, I cannot say anything to them. You know, it's a very awkward situation, you know, because they've been so generous with me. They gave me a thousand dollars. So I kind of have to agree with them and support them in everything that they do. Our fathers have given us more than a thousand dollars. But yet, yet we raise our voices. And yet we disrespect them. They took care of me when I was little. I couldn't change myself. I couldn't look after myself. And my parents looked after me. So, oh Allah, be merciful towards my parents. I would like to say, I mean, Ihsan is a very higher level. And um, everybody go through trial in the life and you will have good and bad relationships with parents and those times. So if you are just thinking that Allah Ta'ala has chosen those parents for me, because I mean, we choose our friends, we choose our spouses in certain cases. And um, with the spouses, there is a possibility that divorces can happen and people can remarry. But those are the parents that Allah Ta'ala has chosen from the whole world. So if we are just accepting them for that reason, that this is the choice Allah Ta'ala has made, and I'm going to be good to them, and then during your life you try to make it a peaceful and respectful environment where you will have healthy communication yes. just to lead to this level. Jazakallah khair for pointing that out. You know, for good communication... What is really, really important is that you open your heart before you open your mouth. And what it means by opening your heart is that you embrace the person, you accept them the way they are. They are faulty, they are imperfect, they have problems, they have issues. There are things about them that you don't like. But still you embrace them. You accept them the way they are. And when you will accept them the way they are, acknowledging their good and their bad, only then you can communicate with them properly. So open your heart before you open your mouth. When I went to university, I learned about like two key pieces of research that helped me understand like why we should be really good to our parents. In neuropsych, we learned that the teenage brain is very different from the adult brain. And the prefrontal cortex, which is in charge of like decision-making and good judgment, is not fully developed until you're like 1920. So you know how we argue with our parents when we're teenagers? Maybe we need to accept that they are right and we are wrong. And we might not be able to judge a situation as good as they can. And we need to accept that. And another piece of research I learned was like parents who follow up with their kids and ask, like, where are you going? And afterward, they ask, where were you? What did you do? Who were you with? Like, we think those are annoying, but really that following up keeps children, like, out of doing things that are really bad. And it's that research that showed me, like, 
that just that follow-up that we find is so annoying is really, really helpful for us. And a lot of kids don't have parents who do that because they're either orphans or they have like a single mom who is working like two different jobs and she is not able to ask them those questions. And sometimes parents are also neglectful, like they don't care. So we're really lucky that our parents ask us and they follow up with us and we shouldn't be annoyed. They care about us. And the thing is that I mean, you do feel annoyed. Obviously, if somebody's constantly asking you, you do feel annoyed. But at that time, I can realize that, okay, somehow they want good for me. I don't know how, but somehow they want good for me. So even if I don't understand what they're saying and why they're saying, you know what, I'll just accept it because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told me to do ihsan with my parents. Simple. That's it. You don't have to 100% agree with them. You don't have to like what they're telling you to do. You understand? But accepting, that's possible. That is something that you can do. You can accept what they're telling you to do. And if you do that, eventually, hopefully, things will improve. And that accepting despite your dislike, despite your hesitation, that is Ihsan. I just would like to add that uh, I'm a parent myself and I'm a teacher too. And uh, so I've seen and met parents, Muslims and non-Muslims, And it's a very difficult task for everybody. And you see excellent parents who could be Muslims or non-Muslims, and you could have parents who are not that good parents. But really, a lot of us just don't know how to parent. And nobody wants to really learn. Uh, I'm not saying nobody, but a lot of parents, they really don't want to acknowledge that this is something that need to learn. So sometimes they try to do their best, and they don't know the changes or it's not only cultural, like it's everywhere. So uh, you just have to give them that little uh, place that they really don't know and most of the time they're trying to do their best. Yes. But they learn as it goes. Very true. And this shows to us that while we need to learn how to be good towards our parents, at the same time we also need to learn about how to parent our children. Those of you who are parents, this is also something that we need to learn about. Because any role that you have been given in life, if you want to be good at it, you need to gain knowledge about it. If you're bad to somebody, not just once, but again and again, there's no way that that person's going to be good to you for the rest of their life. If they're really good people, they might smile at you and say Saddam occasionally, but they're not going to give you stuff. They're not going to give you love and stuff. Except our parents. They've been so good to us. So even if sometimes they're tired and they lose their patience with us, They've been so good to us. We have no right to get upset with them for anything because we've been bad to them and they've been good to us. I've been saying the same thing, but it's important. They've been good to us. Yes. And this is their ihsan. Assalamualaikum. I've learned that, you know, just listening to something your parents say and like um, doing it really saves you from a lot of harm because last year when I was, we were on vacation and um, I wanted to wear like these flip-flops because they match like my outfit or whatever. (laughs) And my mom was like, you know, you should wear your like trainers or whatever because, you know, we have to walk and stuff. And then I was like, oh, you know what, it's okay. I'll just keep them with me in the car and stuff. And um, basically, like, they were my new Nikes, and um, someone got in the car and actually stole them. So, you know, it was pretty sad for me, but, like, I realized if I listened to my Had you been wearing them? Yeah. (laughs)
diapers just remind me one of my sister in law she said that i am not going to clean my baby's diaper i said okay when she had a baby for the one whole year she was using the glove plastic glove and cleaning the baby until the other baby came then she was used to that i will not touch the poo i will not touch the poo <laughs> and this, you know then then she I mean, used to be the next baby it's so difficult accepting the challenges of motherhood really it's so difficult but think about how much parents do how much they sacrifice just to raise you and they do it happily Assalamualaikum. I remember once I called my mother and I was asking how you feel in house uh, the medicine she was taking medicine and then she said you care about me and she make dua for me may Allah make your kids have mercy in you so I remember the same day it's like few maybe few minutes after I finished talking to her I take my medicine because I wasn't feeling good too and then the medicine like I took it without food so I get really really not feeling good my daughter she came and say mommy can I make you sandwich and she start making me sandwich massaging me subhanallah the dua came right away a man said that he once rode with Abu Hurairah to his hometown in Al-Aqiq and when Abu Hurairah he entered his hometown as soon as he entered the area where his mother used to live he couldn't wait and he shouted out in his loudest voice alayka assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh ya ummatah oh my beloved mother may salam and mercy of allah and his blessings be upon you and from there she replied wa alayka assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and peace be upon you in the mercy of allah and his blessing he said may allah have mercy on you as you raised me when i was a child she replied oh my son May Allah repay you well and be pleased with you as you were dutiful towards me when I was old. The thing is that when we are good towards our parents, we're getting double benefit. Not just double, many, many benefits. One is that A, the ihsan that they did to us, at least we are you know, doing some good in return. That can never match the good that they've done, but at least something. And this is a sign of being a grateful person. And secondly, when you do good towards your parents, you know what you get? Their du'as. And no one in the world will make du'a for you the way your parents will make du'a for you. No one. Really. The way your parents make du'a for your health, for your success, for your happiness, for your ease. Nobody makes du'a for you like that. You ask so many people, remember me in your du'as, remember me in your du'as. How many times do you tell your parents, mom, please pray for me. She'll pray for you even before you think about praying for yourself. I was just thinking that when you said many of the things that we say to our parents when we're annoyed, right? Sometimes we say that, you know, I wish you weren't my mom. I had a different, cooler mom or whatever. And then you really think, I mean, come in basic biology, you are who you are because you have that mother. You came from your mom and your dad. With their combined characteristics, you are who you are. So if she wasn't your mother, you wouldn't be who you are. And so that kind of shows that you can find common ground between your parents and yourself because you came from them. So there should be, there is a middle ground and you just need to find it. Yes, over there. 
I just want to quickly share something. My mom put me in the kitchen and like made me cook at a very, very, very young age. And I hated that so much. And then I, it became a responsibility that I had to cook because I was the oldest daughter. And every time I'd cook something, my mom would give me duas like, oh, Mary, you get the amazing in-laws and may your life be like the best. And I'm like, mom, stop giving me so much duas. Like, I get it. You keep Don't say repeating. that. <laughs> yeah. You keep repeating the same duas. And I was like, it's so annoying. And then... Alhamdulillah, when you see the du'as actually being fulfilled, you praise, like, you know, it's subhanAllah, it's some next level thing. And the second... It is. <laughs> and, and the second thing is, my mom always used to tell me, like, she's like, you know, without me, you have no identity. And up until, like, you know, recent years, I didn't understand. But when I see people that are orphans, I understand that. Then I get it. And I'm like, oh my God, Alhamdulillah, like, I have a mother... Yeah. Okay. Recitation of these ayat. وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّاهُ وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا إِمَّا يَبْلُغَنَّ عِنْدَكَ الْكِبَرَ أَحَدُهُمَا أَوْ كِلَاهُمَا فَلَا تَقُلْ لَهُمَا فَلَا تَقُلْ لَهُمَا أُفٍّ وَلَا تَنْهَرْهُمَا وَقُلْ لَهُمَا قَوْلًا كَرِيمًا وَاخْفِضْ لَهُمَا جَنَاحَ الذُّلِّ مِنَ الرَّحْمَةِ وَقُلْ رَبِّ ارْحَمْهُمَا كَمَا رَبَّيَانِي صَغِيرًا 